Welcome to the OVW Podcast, the unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling. My name is Jack Rose. And I'm the Wizard King. I can do anything. Brian Hines. Today we'll cover all the action from OVW 1257 uh, from last Thursday, September 14th, 2023. But we'd like to start with a brief rundown from the action from Hard Reset. So I, I, uh, life, life uh, has been not very nice to me over the past couple of weeks. I'm getting that all figured out. You, though, have got down to sit and watch Hard Reset. I did not have the pleasure yet. I, I did. I sat down and watched it, uh, I guess it was early last week. Um, it's hard to keep everything straight, what with uh, having watched so much lately. It's, mm-hmm. it's a lot to take in. Between this and our other podcast, uh, podcasters recapping all of the wrestlers from Netflix stuff, yeah, we've been, between the two of us and more so you, had a lot of screen time this past couple of weeks. Yes, definitely. That you know two ways about that. And while I've got a second, uh, I would like to thank any new listeners who are joining us for the first time today. Uh, welcome. Yes, and, absolutely. Thank uh, you guys so we much. We appreciate your time. Canada and the United Kingdom. Thank you guys. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. Strange sentence to say, but for whatever reason, you guys seem to kind of like us. Uh, we'll have you over if you ever want to visit. Sure. Um, yeah, hopefully I, that offer goes both ways. Yeah, there's a spare room and you can come over whenever you want. You can even come back here and sit on this couch uh, that where we record the podcast. We can show you where all the magic happens. Yeah, all the things. I was just hoping maybe, though, you could tell me a little bit about what I missed about Hard Reset. Hard Reset was a long pay-per-view. It was close to three hours. I want to say it clocked in at like two hours and 49 minutes. Um, but there were there was a lot of action, um, and uh, I think there were end up, ended up being ten matches altogether. But uh, first things first, when you have a, a major event like this, uh, you play the national anthem. And I would like to say that Ryan Von Rocket did an excellent job of leading us off with uh, the national anthem. So good job, appreciate it. Uh, first match was Donovan Cecil versus Damone Solovino. Kentucky's strongest man, Donovan Cecil. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. I uh, really liked his attire, by the way. He had the uh, big mammoth on it. Um, I will say that I'm not just kind of looking over this. You can give me your expert analysis. I'll kind of give you my thoughts on it. Okay. I've said this before on the podcast. When you see Damone Salavino is on the other side of the corner, it's kind of easy to guess who's going to get the victory that night. It was it was a good match. It definitely was. Uh, one thing I noticed about uh, Donovan Cecil was uh, he reminds me a lot of uh, Bam Bam Bigelow. He's oh, I can see for that. for a big guy. He's very agile. And at one point in the middle of the match, he did a cartwheel, and that was the first thing I thought of. And I thought, man, that's that's really something because you don't see a whole lot of uh, big guys that can move like that. No, and it looks like as we'll get into over the course of this show, looks like he's gonna be one of the star players coming up in this next round maybe as we're rebuilding after hard reset could very well be i'd like to see that i'd like to see him out there more often i want to say he was on uh, this past thursday too but uh, mm-hmm. it was, was it was a, a good deal but uh, a good opening match and like uh, you called it um uh, what was i going to say uh donovan cecil won um, I guess here after that we got a four-way right Kentucky 
number one contender for the OVW Kentucky Heavyweight Championship, the Country Boy Brewing Kentucky OVW Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Starfighter, Star Rider defeated Eric Darkstorm, Jared Kripke, Ty Vance, TW3, the 80s Baby, and Dimes. It's a stacked stacked uh, ring there for a little bit. It, it definitely was, and there was it was total chaos there for a while, but uh, ultimately Star Rider came out on top. Uh, what did you think of Manny Domingo and Will Austin? Speaking of Star Rider, these three guys have had a story brewing uh, for a little bit. Um, Star Rider walked away with the victory, number one contendership of the Country Boy Brewing Belt, um, but afterwards his friends that he's been trying to play peacekeeper uh, between Manny Domingo and Will Austin fought it out. Who won? Who lost? Who was the winner in your eyes? Um, Domingo, Manny, Manny Domingo won with a hurricane run off the top rope. But uh, Austin didn't take it very well. Obviously, nobody does when uh, they lose. But uh, he hit him with a cheap shot afterward. And, uh, you know, the the story never ends. They're going to be going back and forth for quite a while, I'd say. I'm going to go ahead and assume that Amazing Maria and Hollywood Haley J made quick work of PJ Jones and Slanche Royale. Uh, it was relatively quick, yeah. It was good to see uh, PJ Jones get into the ring. Um, that was That was pretty entertaining. What I did see of it, I did love his big old school helmet, uh, so that it, he didn't get the cauliflower ears. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He uh, he had the uh, the singlet and the and the helmet, and uh, yeah, it was it was a pretty good match. I'm glad to see that uh, they finally got what they were after. Had uh, Tony Evans defeating Crixus. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, yes, I was afraid that was going to happen, but uh, yeah, Tony Evans. Uh, did uh, defeat Crixus and is now the uh, Country Boy Brewing champion yet again. I think we knew we weren't out of the woods yet on that feud. These guys have been battling against each other all summer long. It doesn't look like they have any end in sight really right now. No, no, it certainly doesn't. But uh, I'm sure that uh, Crixus being the stand-up guy that he is isn't going to take that lying down and he'll be back in there trying to... Be whiskey-bent and hell-bound before you know it. Yeah. Uh, If the... Um, Netflix documentary is any indication how much the man enjoys a bottle of whiskey. That's for sure. Yeah, when uh, Matt said that uh, he'd buy whatever anybody wanted, he his eyes lit up when uh, he realized that Maker's, Maker's Mark, Mark the was whole on the bottle. table. <laughs> uh, so the Overmen, this is basically what the faction has become now that Jesse Goddard has left the faction. Is that right? Uh, yes, at, at least this team is the Overmen. That that's not any mo- any more than just no. Those it's, two. I think it is everyone. Everyone except but... for Jesse Goddard. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Um, I believe that um, in the episode over the course of the episode that we'll be covering after we finish here uh, cleaning up hard reset. Um, yeah, an EC three comes on refers to them as the Overmen. It seems like everyone just short of Jesse Goddard's, has been kind of folded over into this new group, the Overman. Yeah. Um, they end up defeating, at least a, a, a portion of them end up defeating Luke Curtis and Joe Mack, uh, overtake the Southern Tag Title Championships from the Derby City Destroyers. Yeah, certified Luke Curtis uh, hits a headbutt off the top rope for the win. So, well, Ed, well... I was going to say, how did they win? You told me, but how did they cheat to win? Oh, um... Because we know they cheated. 
It was a pretty solid match. Okay. I don't, I don't, well, okay. That proved me wrong. I mean, okay. I would have to go back and look, but it was relatively even. But you know how it is with... Uh, I just, I'd put the cart before the horse on that one, maybe a little bit. That's a shame on me. I just assume whenever you see those two guys in the ring, Shannon and the dudes at ringside, there is a little bit of buffoonery. Always. No, I'm willing to be wrong. I'm willing to be wrong. Been wrong a thousand times before. Be wrong a thousand times again. Looks like after that we had a uh, six-woman tag team match. Harley J, Riley Matthews, and Freya the Slayer versus who is now known as the Holy Trinity, Jada Stone, Layla Gray, and Tiffany Nieves. Nieves. It's a fun word to say. It is. Nieves. Uh, that was a that was a really good match. It was a, a good uh, six person tag match. Um, Riley had super kicks for everyone. Um, Harley hit with a running knee. Freya slammed Jada Stone. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, it and honestly, it looks like this the Holy Trinity. They're going to be around for a while. Um, yeah, they're they're really starting to gel together as a. Their presentation is really killer. I yeah. love it. Love it. Yeah, every week they're they're evolving more and more. We're starting to head toward the end of the pay-per-view here. Rush Division Championship, Cal Hero defends his title successfully against Adam Revolver in a blindfold match. Yes. And uh, Adam Revolver with Shannon the Dude, you know that there's tomfoolery and to be had and he peaked the whole time anytime he got the chance he would peak but uh the crowd was on like cal a, hero like side a elementary schooler playing heads up seven up <laughs> looking down trying to find who who's wearing what pair of shoes peaking the whole time remember but, that game am i the only person who remembers that game i don't know that game you really don't heads up seven up okay listeners okay we're gonna do a little side note here Cause just because I could tell by your reaction, you had never heard of this game. No. Is it a Kentucky thing? I, see, that's, this is what I'm trying to figure out. Listeners, if you have uh, memories playing Heads Up 7-Up, no matter where you are here in this world of ours, please tell us. You put your head down on the table. You put your thumb up. There's five people, or seven, uh, usually, depending on how big your class size is. Sure. And they come by and uh, touch the, your thumb. You put your thumb down, and then you have to guess. If you're one of the seven people who had their thumb touched, you put your thumb down, you have to guess who did it. The cheat code, you pull back a little bit on the table, you peek out at the shoes. They come by. So, yeah, he just was, you know, not saying I ever cheated at Heads Up, Seven Up. Oh, of course not. Um, But, no, you kind of, you pull back a little bit, you peek a little bit, and then you say, oh, uh, Casey is wearing white New Balance. That's a person with white New Balance uh, touched me on my finger. It must be Casey who touched me on my finger. Hmm. Hey, this is producer Tiny Brian. We also played Heads Up, Seven Up. Thank you. I'm not crazy. I'm not totally crazy. And uh, we, it was basically a way to get the class to calm down. Like everybody had to kind of put their heads on their, their desks. And it was basically a way to make everybody shut up. Yeah, it was definitely incentivized. Yes. Oh, okay. So it was kind of like the quiet game, only... With a few more rules. With yes. a few more yeah, rules. yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But dear listeners, seriously, engage with us. It helps us out a lot. Um, it, we've gotten a ton of engagement, more than we could ever imagine. But if you know what heads up seven up is, this is our this is our thing for the week. 
you just uh, tell your favorite Heads Up 7-Up story on all of our social media this week. That's interesting. I've never heard of that story, but it reminds me of the Shawshank Redemption because of the line, how often do you actually look at a man's shoes in this case? It reminds me of the Shawshank Redemption in that when I was playing Heads Up 7-Up, I never fought the good fight. (laughs) I'd like to say that I fought the good fight. But you didn't. But Heads Up 7-Up is not a perfect place. No, it is not. And neither did Adam Revolver. <laughs> oh, wait, were we talking about wrestling? <laughs> we were, as a matter of fact. He, uh, he played peekaboo the whole time. Anytime um, he got the chance, um, <clears throat> Shannon would lean in and let him know that he was going to distract the ref. And when the ref, ref was distracted, he played the old peekaboo. Meanwhile, Cal Hero, flying blind the whole time. And uh, used the crowd as uh, radar. Oh man, played, what, played uh, hot and cold. That's gonna make me cry. It was. <laughs> it was good, man. The crowd had his back. Oh, that's perfect. That's and then good. when uh, Adam Revolver tried, you know, they were like not having it. They yeah, were trying to point him in a opposite direction. Oh, that's, but that's beautiful. But anytime Cal would kind of like point around the ring, the crowd would let him know, you know, hot and cold, and uh, he was he was able to pull out the win with the that's uh, actually the beautiful fanny pack knee. After that, Jesse Goddard defeated DC three with the disqualification. Uh, this is stemming from EC3's essentially kind of hostile takeover of what used to be called the faction. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And that was basically, uh, you know, EC3 laying down some punishment. I mean, he knew that he wasn't going to win, and then, you know, he hit him with the title. And so, therefore, Mr. Pectaculous. What's that? The NWA title or the uh, National Heavyweight Championship? Oh gosh, I don't remember. I it I would guess it would be the NWA title, okay. being that it, that's the one that he walked in with. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. Great to see that title on OEW television, by the way. It is. Um, then, kind of unfortunately, I think what we all knew was going to happen. Jack Vaughn, it looks like defeats Cashflow Tony Gunn and Mahabali Shear in a fatal four-way for the OEW Heavyweight Championship. It wasn't for for lack of trying. Um, Jack Vaughn clocked uh, shotgun Tony Gunn on the way to the ring. Try to take out your competition before the bell even rings. So it was two on one for most of the match. But uh, as I kind of figured, uh, miraculously towards the end of it, shotgun Tony Gunn was, you know, back and raring to go and, and part of the match. And uh, Jack Vaughn came no out on quit. top. No quit in Tony Gunn. No, not at all. But in this case... Uh, the things were in Jack Vaughn's favor, and he retained the title. So, congratulations go out to uh, the veteran Jack Vaughn, the heavyweight champion. He probably uh, celebrated at our place pub later that evening. Uh, I would imagine so. Uh, I would. Um, it seems like it seems like the place to be. Um, we'll all have, right, we'll have to check it out. Let's uh, let's take a quick break here. I believe that we might have some people who need our. Uh, listeners attention for just a moment we'll be back with our complete coverage of this week's episode of ovw television ohio virusly television number 1257 thank you guys so much for listening we'll be right back 
My name is Jackman Oaks. Welcome back. Oh, sorry, Brian. Oh, my apologies. This is my best friend, Brian Hines. I'm Brian Hines. I'm just kidding. I don't really like... You're fine. You're fine. (laughs) You'll get there one day. You're like my number five on MySpace right now, to put it in 2007 terms. Wow. Yeah. Number Um, five. Might be the the amount of Stockholm Syndrome that I've experienced with you over this past week as we've been putting all this time in the studio. (laughs) Yeah. We have definitely put in the time this week. And that... Unfortunately, it's not that we we don't enjoy being here. It's not that we don't love OVW and we don't love doing this for you guys, but we are exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> Seven episodes uh, over the course of, what, four days? Something like that. Something like yeah. that, yeah. So about uh, around all the other stuff that we have going on, about 10 hours in the studio in four days' time. Um, if we are a little low energy, we apologize. Again, it's not because we don't love being here. We don't love you guys. We don't love OVW, but... Oh, I definitely love being here, and I love all those things. It's just... It'll be nice to have a a couple days break. I'm going to have a hot toddy. My first one ever. Never even even had one. Heard it's supposed to be good for your throat, though. That's that's how I'm going to celebrate. Oh, that's a good idea. Well, you'll have to uh, tell me more about it after we're we're finished here. Um, Doesn't it feel so much bigger now? In, in oh, the studio. now that we we are not packed in here like a can of sardines. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. Um, keep a lookout on our YouTube channel and all of our other social media to see kind of uh, what we're talking about. It feels the fact that we can kind of ex- ex- uh, extend our arms beyond two and a half inches is very freeing. Yeah, I've been over here on this corner for the past week, and I kind of feel like I've been bunched up in in the middle uh, seat of uh, the airplane. All right, we can't complain about how tired we are and no. then not get under the get the show on the road here. Let's get underway with fight one, match one at the top of the OVW show this past week. It's Cal Hero versus TW3. Very glad to see that uh, although he has some lingering effects from uh, to his eyes and vision, uh, he seems to be recovering rather nicely, so I was I was glad to see him almost back to hundred uh, percent. I was shocked. Um, these guys are not unfamiliar with each other, but uh, have usually approached each other on friendly terms. I was really shocked to kind of see a little bit of a change happen to TW3 over the course of this match. Must be looking over at Cal Hero, someone he's known for a long time, someone he's uh, rode the ro- ro- rode along the roads with. Yeah. Um, it must be kind of, you can't help but think that he's a little frustrated with Cal's recent string of success, um, at least based on the way he acted throughout the end of this match. Yeah, he was kind of merciless there toward the end. It was uh, um, stark change, very stark change, very yeah. shocking, very shocking. However, Cal Hero um, retains, takes away the win, however you want to put it. Um, Cal Hero just on a hot streak right now. Yeah, that fanny pack knee did the trick yet again. Uh, after that, was a match between Will Austin and Star Rider. This is kind of, um, a, I guess, maybe the last chapter in the story between Will Austin, Star Rider, and Manny Domingo. This is Star Rider's chance to finally get his hands on Will Austin after playing Peacekeeper throughout uh, the past several weeks on OVW television and behind the scenes between this triumvirate. Uh, Star Rider hot shots the match uh, before the entrances are even done. He's on top of Will Austin, giving him what for. Um, 
nice to see Star Rider, who's usually such a fan favorite, back in the good graces of the OVW crowd. Yes, but uh, true to form, Austin hit Austin uh, hit Star Rider with the old "That's my purse, I don't know you." Takes a page out of Bobby Hill's book and kicks him right in the crotch. And uh, while Austin is gloating over Ryder, Manny Domingo appears to save Ryder, but immediately suffers the same fate and also gets a helping of the old, that's my purse, I don't know you. It uh, doesn't matter how many low blows there are inside of the ring, Star Rider beats Will Austin. Hopefully puts a fork in the uh, storyline between these three guys. They need to drop Will Austin like a bad habit. Somehow I, I suspect that we haven't seen the last of him, though. I would say not. I would say not. Um, if you want to tell us about this next sketch featuring Al Snow. So Al Snow is in the center of the ring talking about the pay-per-view and the wrestlers and thanking the fans for making all of this possible. Uh, the, the success of the Netflix series and, you know, basically just riding the high. The show came out on Wednesday. This is their first broadcast since then. Um, it's trending. Yeah, we're less than 24 hours yeah, after the premiere. Less than 24 show. hours. And uh, uh, while he's in the middle of thanking everybody, uh, the veteran Jack Vaughn appears uh, unscheduled, I might add, they, uh, they said, at the top of the ramp uh, with a whiteboard. And uh, he asks for Stevie, the dumb one, as he put it, to come hold the board. And he has a list of top 10 contenders for the heavyweight championship. And uh, Vaughn goes down the list and derides each of them, uh, instead of Adam Revolver, of course, uh, because he decided that uh, he would address Might Shannon Might as well the dude. wrestle Shannon the dude. Yeah, yeah, because Shannon wins all of Revolver's matches for him. Um, and Al doesn't disagree with that. And uh, after a while, Vaughn comes to the point demanding a shot for the OVW National Heavyweight Champion against Jesse Goddard. Al agrees that it's a good idea, but notes another champion is the number one contender to Vaughn's own championship. And uh, enter country boy, Kentucky Heavyweight Champion, Crixus. And no match is set, but the stage is... It's heavily implied. Yeah, quite. This is kind of the first of a couple of instances throughout the rest of the show where we have a lot of interweaving storylines. A lot of times uh, wrestling storytelling can just involve one person uh, against another person, not only in what's happening in the across several different title pictures, the Kentucky Country Boy Heavyweight Championship, the National Heavyweight Champion, and the OVW Heavyweight Championship, um, it looks like there's going to be a lot of co-mingling of those three titles and who might change hands or who might have an opportunity to win them. Uh, but the same thing is happening over on the women's side of things uh, between Hollywood Haley J and the, um, the bridesmaids, the Holy Trinity. Uh, but we'll cover that as the time comes. They, they've done a really good job of overlapping stories. And, uh, I mean, in general, that is one of OVW's strongest suits. Mm-hmm that and obviously the the talent but uh after hard reset the uh the storytelling and the interlocking pieces uh seem to be more and more complex so up next ryan von rocket gets the win over they get bundles the hustler they get bundles um after eric darkstorm appears in the entranceway it's a pretty um, Diggit Bundles appears as if he's right there in the trajectory of winning the match after some time. Eric Darkstorm appears in the entranceway, 
Uh, Daygate Bundles is distracted by Eric Darkstorm. He it's a, he hits Darkstorm with a low blow, if I remember correctly. Is that what happens? Uh, off the top of my head, I Day, honestly Daygate Bundles remember. has Daygate Bundles has some sort of interaction with Eric Darkstorm, um, and Ryan Von Rocket is able to pick up the victory after Darkstorm's um, well-intentioned interruption. So the next match pits Riley Matthews versus the Spark Jada Stone, uh, who was accompanied by Tiffany Nieves and Layla Gray, the bridesmaids or the Holy Trinity, I guess as they're going by now. Uh, in previous weeks, they've had an issue with Riley Matthews. Um, Riley Matthews kind of comes out to even the score a little bit against the Holy Trinity. She's able to do so for the most part until, of course... That same old thing happens in the wrestling ring. This is why you have friends. There's a little bit of disruption, a little bit of distraction. And although Riley Matthews looked like a million bucks throughout this entire thing. She really did. uh, Jada Stone was able to pick up the win. With a little help from her friends. And I I did want to, while I was watching this, I really do appreciate Riley Matthews' kind of skill set, what she has going on. Because she, at the beginning of the match, goes for quick submissions and like a lot of mat stuff. Um, and then kind of as the match progresses, she starts hitting kind of like more showier moves. She's got a great super kick. Um, but I really did enjoy kind of the, the first couple of minutes of this match where it was she was obviously going for from submission to submission, trying to pick up the win early with her mat knowledge. She was uh, she was all over the place. Well, and kind she like the Tasmanian devil, just bouncing around like a pinball in there. It's just all over especially with someone with her amount of experience she was smart enough to know that when there's two people on the outside if i can keep this in the middle of the ring and i can lock down all of their uh arms and legs they're not going to be able to get a distraction they're not going to be able to come in and run in and ruin this match for me i'm going to tap her out right here yeah that's a solid strategy unfortunately it did not work for her tonight uh gentlemen Yes. Before you move on, you may want to mention the... Uh, Nefertiti? Exactly, yes. Who is that Nefertiti? I've never seen her before. Uh, I hadn't either. Jackman? Um, I actually am not sure either. So it's just a big mystery to everyone. I remember this from... I remember this happening at the end of the match. I see it here in the notes. Um, but, yeah, I guess this is... And, I mean, I'm more than willing to be wrong. There's a lot of stuff that I've missed... Um, especially over the past couple of weeks, and I'm not 100% in on my OVW lore the way that I should be. But as to me right now, and I guess for you too, Brian, this is kind of, we're confused by this. Yeah, like, it's a mystery wrapped in an enigma known as Nefertiti. <laughs> so our next match is the Destroyers versus the Overmen, a, a rematch from uh, Hard Reset. When did Gnarls Garvin start going by Big Beef? Uh, I mean, he's got beef tattooed on his his stomach. He's committed. Yeah. He's committed, that's for sure. Go Beef. Beef life. Yeah, Beef. It's, yeah. What's for dinner? Uh, mm-hmm. It's the other white meat, right? <laughs> Remember those commercials? Well, the 90s were a weird time. Early 2000s were a weird time. Pre-9-11 was a weird time. Um, I just, if, if we can get some clarification on that. I love Gnarls Garvin as a name. I understand Big Beef and Big Zoe. I just, uh, somehow that happened, and I guess we missed it. I'm not sure how that happened. Uh, but they, 
enacted their rematch clause to try to get another shot at the OVW Southern Tag Team Championship against the Overmen, or part of the Overmen, much like they were part of the faction, Luke Curtis and Joe Mack. So, at the end of hour one, we've got a, a few lingering questions. Uh, is TW3 about to go through a character change? Um, what is the deal between Eric Darkstorm and Decat Bundles? Are the bridesmaids ever going to choose a new name for themselves besides the Holy Trinity? And yeah, I think we got that one answered. I guess, I guess so. Did uh, uh, that match... Well, there wasn't a match. The, uh, the I was the between the Overmen and the Destroyers. Yeah, it was basically just a, a several minutes long schmoz. Um, the match never got underway completely, which means titles never even had the shot to change hands. This isn't the last that we've seen between this uh, group of four guys here. Um, no, this is definitely. Uh another brick on the wall the destroyers kind of seem to get what they want and uh who can blame them i mean look at them uh but i have a feeling that we're going to go to a big old stipulation match between these four gentlemen before it's all said and done whoever wins that i really don't know at this point but i have a feeling that uh this isn't the last time we've seen these two belts in contention between these two tag teams So hour one was just filled with action, as they always are. Uh, hour two is coming up in a bit, and we'll get to that right after this. Yeah, it just really feels like, you know, coming right off of the pay-per-view, OVW has jumped right back in the deep end, trying to set up another amount of stories that you want to watch to build to the next pay-per-view. An insane amount of stories right off the bat. We will get into even more of those stories coming up right after this in OVW 1257 hour two so hour two starts off with superior tony evans uh yes Hush. the the all superior one as we know our wrestlers co-host vic loves him he says it very loudly right into the mic every single time he has an <laughs> opportunity to yes he does um the the king of the hush division tony evans, <laughs> as, as he's uh, started calling himself nice well played um, he issues an open challenge, which is answered by the mammoth Donovan Cecil, K- Kentucky's strongest man. Kentucky's strongest man, Donovan Cecil. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't matter how much dedication you put into the gym room. You're no match for a loaded glove from Jay DeNiro. Tony Evans wins the match against Donovan Cecil, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, Jay DeNiro has proven himself to be quite the asset on the outside of the ring. He absolutely has, and uh, with uh, him in in Tony Evans' corner, um, it's very easy for Tony Evans to pick up a win. The next match of the night uh, featured Tiffany Nieves, La Princesa, with her cohorts Jada Stone and Layla Gray, the Holy Trinity, taking on Hollywood Haley J. Uh, We saw earlier in the evening that the Holy Trinity uh, have essentially commandeered Hollywood Haley J's lucky sock of rocks. I noticed that. Um, if you've been watching OVW for a long time, or definitely if you are new to OVW product through the Wrestlers uh, Netflix series, you saw Haley J take on uh, with 
a tremendous success rate used that sock of rocks on every single one of her opponents. Um, so it seems just kind of fitting that the Holy Trinity wants to deal out some of that exact same punishment that Hollywood Haley J is so known for. Well, yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, Tiffany ends up using the rock, uh, sock of rocks to knock out Hollywood Haley J. It's a non-title match, so the title does not exchange hands. But we're setting up for a fierce feud between um, this group of ladies and Hollywood Haley J. But I figure that between uh, Freya the Slayer, Riley Matthews, some of the other women on the division, that Hollywood Haley J will not be without friends whenever the uh, time and place is set for this fight to finally happen. Oh, you know that's right. Our next bout was uh, Eric Darkstorm versus Shotgun Tony Gunn. I suppose what we're doing throughout a majority of this episode is kind of setting up all of the guys who are on that top ten list of contenders for the OVW National Heavyweight Championship, right? Jack Vaughn's list, yes. Yeah. Um, so one by one, if there's ten of them, we'll have five fights, and there'll be five people left. Um, Eric Darkstorm and Tony Gunn. Tony Gunn takes away the victory. Uh, kind of not a surprise there. Eric Darkstorm, very formidable opponent, but Tony Gunn's just got all of the ring knowledge. He's loved inside of OVW, and he always seems to find himself inside floating around that title picture. Absolutely, and I would like to note that uh, on Jack Vaughn's uh, list, the like eight, nine, and ten, the last three people on that list mm-hmm. were the three people from the uh, Fatal Four Way from Hard right. Reset. Because he kind of said to himself, "Oh, I've already beat them, so yeah, they're lucky to the even queue. be in the in the top ten per, or top ten people here." In his mind, yeah, yeah, and I can't blame him. I really can't blame him. Um, rules are a little. Fast and loose in a fatal four-way sometimes, but his uh, thought process is kind of indisputable. He beat them. They should go back to the end. Um, up next is Omar Amir and Mahabali Shira with Shannon the Dude. Again, kind of more fallout from this perceived top ten list. Mahabali Shira beats Omar Amir. Omar Amir has been there. He's held the national or the OVW heavyweight championship before. Shira... Um, has something to prove uh kind of standing behind the rest of the guys in the faction for so long um kind of being outside of that title picture never getting to the height that he believes that he deserves he's got something to prove comes out and proves against omar amir and i mean to be honest he had already been the champion before and he wants to he wants to be champion again i can't say that i blame him especially after watching him on uh, wrestlers on Netflix. Well, I believe that he's been national heavyweight champion. I don't believe he's been OVW heavyweight champion before. Oh, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry um, about that. I could, I could be wrong. Like I said, more than willing to be wrong. We've been do, been putting a lot of work behind these microphones. Sometimes I don't even know what I've been saying. I've been nodding off and coming back and delivering one sequiturs or one-liners for a majority of this uh, wrestler's re, uh, review podcast we've been doing. So There's been a, a lot to go over. My eyes have crossed and my brain's turned to mush at times, but uh, we're, we're just about there. Um, final match of the evening, Adam Revolver versus Cash Flow. This uh, ended without a, a clear winner, surprisingly enough. It was, yeah. No, what's not surprising is that Adam Revolver spent a majority of the evening 
outside of the ring trying to run away from cash flow. Or is it surprising that uh, cash flow took him to the chop shop as uh, he is, as he tends to do and nobody does it better than cash. That's the only thing that people want from cash. Uh, from the moment he walks through the ring is just a couple big old chops. I think that some of the people in the crowd would be willing to get chopped just so that the other people in the crowd went home happy having to see a couple of those big meaty fucking forearms come across somebody's chest. Shannon the Dude almost uh, got a taste of that. Uh, he needs one. He, he, he needs does, one. but uh, he narrowly avoids getting the, the chop from cash flow. Um, Cal Hero intervenes at the end of this match um, after the bell has been called um, to chase Revolver back to the hallways of the OVW arena. Uh, it appears that the beef between Cal Hero and Adam Revolver for that Rush Division Championship has not solved itself yet. And it's not going to anytime soon. We end this episode of Ohio Valley Wrestling 1257, September 14th, 2023, with another sketch this is this is odd it wasn't it's not not typical i mean yeah you had a big match at the end and that's usually Mm. it but this time that wasn't the case because we got a chance to hear from jesse goddard's jesse jesse goddard mr pectacular it's been something usually and this has been an action-packed episode of ovw i think there's like 10 matches or something tonight it's like something insane yes um but Usually it is from open to close, match, 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 match. There's great vignettes and great promo segments. But over the past few weeks, uh, the ending of OVW has been leaning really heavily into these promo segments. I don't know if that's uh, just a timing thing or just a shift in style. Yeah, shift in style. Here's what we're going to leave you with, uh, you know, a legitimate like storytelling cliffhanger so that you'll have to tune in next week. Maybe it's just uh, just trying something new. I don't know. I'm not complaining about it, but it is very interesting to end. Most wrestling shows begin on a talking segment. OVW has kind of been ending on them for the past few Or weeks. sprinkled somewhere in the middle, mm-hmm. like uh, Piper's Pit was back in the day, or the flower shop, or the barber shop, or anything like that. It was usually somewhere in the middle. It was rarely at the end. I can't remember this one specifically, but the only one that I think may have been at the end would have been like Hogan and Andre. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, pit. but yeah, generally, um, it's it's in somewhere in the middle. So it's kind of uh, unusual and noteworthy to uh, end the episode with a, a, a sketch like this. But um, Mr. Pectacular uh, seems to have lost his confidence. You know, the Shannon the Dude mm-hmm. dropped him. The faction dropped him. So he's a man without a country. And he's out here to kind of talk to the crowd. Brian uh, tries to give him some questions, but he, you know, is more about talking to the crowd. He's not really, like, more about interacting with uh, Brian at this point. Well, and he's uh, very obviously conflicted. Very obvi- I like the way that you put that. He's a man without a country right now. Even though he's holding one of the most prestigious belts in the history of OVW, he doesn't look like he's a champion right now. He's not carrying himself like a champion. He's He has all the trappings of a champion, the belt and the nice clothes and the great haircut, but none of the confidence. Exactly. He has lost his confidence, and it happens when you know people that you trust betray you. It's just part of the deal. It's a, a natural human thing. But EC3 is under his skin. Obviously. I was going to say... 
it's you question why he's lost his confidence. I think it's easy to say. Ethan Carter the third. Yeah. Uh, EC three told him to leave the Overman alone, or he's going to uh, basically rearrange his face. I do want to say how perfect of like a weird alt righty name the Overman is, considering that EC three is now their leader. If you've ever looked up anything into EC 3s like personal beliefs. Um, the Overman sounding like it's a militia group is, I don't think, a coincidence. I think I bet that this is something he came up with uh, back in the uh, Control Your Narrative days that he's finally just now getting the uh, ability to put on television, but that's just my own personal guess. The Overman just sounds a little like, uh, yeah, we were at January 60 to me. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. Maybe I'm putting a too much of my own personal belief in that. Um, EC3 interrupts, spectacular, obviously, uh, via video. Um, Jack Vaughn... Out of nowhere. ...takes advantage of EC3's video, spectacular's total shock of EC3 extending a challenge to spectacular, and Jack Vaughn lets it be known he's coming for the second biggest belt in OVW, the National Heavyweight Championship. And yeah, before you know it, Jack Vaughn's in there. Jack Vaughn is in there and just gives Mr. Spectacular the beatdown. So we have Crixus. And we're leaving with Jack Vaughn holding both belts. Right, right. Uh, perfect ending shot here. Jack Vaughn holding both of the titles. We have yeah. Crixus using his title to make a step up against Jack Vaughn. And then we have Jack Vaughn using the privilege of his title to kind of take a step laterally over to Jesse Goddard's. Just like I mentioned earlier, some really great intertwining storytelling that I cannot wait to see over the coming few months and weeks, uh, how that's going to play out, how these three men specifically are going to interact with each other. Yeah, and I mean, Jack Vaughn is tough as nails anyway, but uh, he was just vicious and you know, menacing, just standing there holding both titles. That's the end shot of the night. And, uh, yeah, like you said, I, I can't even begin to imagine what kind of, you know, triple threat feud they're going to have among those three. Do you think that the threat of Jack Vaughn is enough to make the OVW fan base uh, get behind Jesse Goddard? Hmm, that is a good question. Uh, I th yeah, I think maybe. I think so. I'm behind Jesse Goddard's. I, I've seen Jesse Goddard as a face before. Um, I'm will, I, I, my biggest curiosity as we sit right now is when he was a face before, he was still kind of doing all the airheaded, douchey things that he does as a heel. I really want to see him dig deeper. I really want to see him forge a true, meaningful, long connection with the OVW fans, not just one that is... I'm doing things you like right now. I want to see him commit to OVW, to its fan base, and uh, to that title. That's what I'm looking forward to. That's what I hope he can do over the next few weeks. So, gentlemen, I just realized that uh, I'm not. you guys aren't the only ones that are tired. I forgot to put the closing credits on your script. I think I've got some closing credits around here somewhere. Well, look at that. I've got them, and I've got a mic. You guys are tired. You guys just take the rest of the day off. Oh, okay. I'll take Fantastic. us out of here. Fantastic. Well, all right. Look at that. Then. Look at, see the boss just, just coming in to give you guys the day off. So, couple of, couple of things. 
sincerely, guys, thank you over the past week. Thank you for keeping up yes, with us. Yes, thank you so much. We appreciate every one of you who have taken a second and uh, given us some of your time to uh, check out our podcast. We, we appreciate it, and we couldn't ever thank you enough. Tell your friend, tell your mom. Tell uh, your cat and dog. You can, you can speed us up and put us on silent. Give us plays. Give us five stars. Follow us on all the stuff. That we'll do that in the post roll. We'll, I'll let I'll let uh, Tiny Brian handle that. But no, in all honesty, this this has been one of the biggest pleasures of my life over the past few weeks. I look forward to growing this with you guys, and we can only do it with you guys. And we just really, really, really appreciate it. It seems like every week we come in here and say the same thing that we're shocked at how much feedback we're getting, how much engagement that we're getting. But it's true every single time we say it. Yeah, every time we turn around, like we're getting more comments and. More people are, are liking us on social media, and we just want to say uh, thank you so much. And we're getting international uh, listeners now, yeah. you know, uh, Canada. Good job, eh? And uh, the UK, thank you so much. Yeah, that's uh, really... We couldn't do any of this without you. I was floored when I realized that. Yeah, um, really kind that's... of uh, very humbling. Very yeah, humbling. It's, it's a big deal for a couple of dudes in central Kentucky. So, again, thank you so very much. And we'll be back next week with uh, hopefully some more killer content, some bonus content, the weekly OVW recap, as you've come to expect out of the two of us or our team here at OVW Podcast. Without anything further to say, Brian, been a killer week, man. Looking forward to getting this done. Yes, more, sir. Uh, Tiny Brian. Thank you for this past week. Malachi, thank you for this past week. Victor, you're not here, but if you hear this, thank you for this past week. And Tiny Brian, take us away with that sweet post-roll, baby. Yeah, take it home. The OVW Podcast, the unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling, is produced by Blacklight Moon Productions at Nuthouse Studios in Lexington, Kentucky. Your OVW Podcast broadcast team is Jackman Oaks and Brian Hines. Our studio engineer and editor is Malachi Woodard. Executive producer is Tiny Brian K. Woodard. And senior producer for The Blimp is Victor Anderson. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Rate us five stars and give us a review. And you can follow us at OBW Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, X, and TikTok. Until next time, thanks for listening to the Ohio Valley Wrestling. And I sure hope all this works.